Chanted Down Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Chanted Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole Cause what you see real life You're watching this world unfold The truth beneath the lies Rekindling what's been stole The need to free one's mind Uncover the truth exposed So people see the light Let's shut it down so we can know It's simple, we just break it down a little bit So we can process all Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode And it's beneficial so we can get this concept rolling Get the future generators wanna stop the whole thing With the message demonstrated, we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the population, try to stop hypnosis Welcome to Chanted Down Radio. I'm your host, Loomis. This is Chanted Down Radio. The website is ChanitDownRadio.com. Uh, today's show is episode 128, and this is called So You Don't Believe in Conspiracies. And this is a True Awakenings talk under the series of shows page. You'll find the True Awakenings talks, which are great for beginners. And that's what this show is all about today. This is for your family members and friends that just can't grasp the information of conspiracy. Which is a very important part of knowing how this world is run, as well as understanding the perspective that I push here on Chanadown Radio, which does include more than just conspiracies, but these are the real conspiracies, and I think it's important groundwork put for those that want to listen, and also good review for those that kind of just forget all this, and this is putting a lot of information in one place. Today's episode will be long, so just take uh, it in here and there, and come back to it and hopefully it'll all make sense to you so yeah uh please help support the show if you enjoy the show go to channeldownradio.com and go to the support page and if you have any comments suggestions go to peoplebeyondthis at gmail.com and send me an email all right enjoy the enjoy today's presentation and i'll talk to you on the other side Today's talk is for those who are at all different levels of this knowledge and for those who care to dive into this knowledge. I'm sure for some of you, it's just review. I'm preaching to the choir. It's a reminder, and that's okay too. And right now, this information is under heavy attack. And because it is, it needs real clarity, and it needs it explained in the right light. And it needs to be understood without judging first. So if people can, if these powers that be that can, they would draw a big white out over all this information. And I'm not also trying to convince you of anything, but I'm just saying to take a deep look, take a deeper look, and just see for yourself. What you need here, though, with this talk is, it, and is true care. True care to take a look and hold hold your biased opinions back if this is new information for you. True care to go and just have a listen and care to learn and set everything aside for just a little bit. 
This is beginner level info. This is entry level, and by no means am I an expert, but I do have 20 years of insight behind me into it, 20 years of seeing this picture, 20 years of walking in everyday life knowing this, and I'm not a writer of books about it. I'm not someone with credentials behind me. Um, you know, there are people that, that spend a lifetime that do the research and write books and, you know, do a lot more than I do, you know. Um, this is rudimentary, but I am someone who was never looking for this information, and it, but it, it, it came to me because what happened is I wasn't living normal life. And if you only live normal life, then it's easy to not believe in anything outside of it because normal life doesn't leave its own perimeters. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't go beyond. And so when you go to work every day and you do the things that you do, how often do you dip into a different perspective and different world? Very, very, very little of your time is spent going there, if any at all. So if, if you've heard of these, these world conspiracies and they sound ridiculous, uh, well, you might meet some sanity on today's show. This is a good little bridge, the gap, a bridge that bridges the gap. And, um, you know, it, there, there are some ridiculous notions that are out there and ridiculous people who have ruined and exaggerated some of this real information uh, people's conclusions and assumptions into this information can ruin it for others. So you just see it from the outside, and I'm sorry that it sucks like that. I'm sorry that these things have happened to you if you've you know been turned off by this information. Um, and not to mention there's no validity to some of these conclusions, so then people just write it off as, well, kooks, and throw the baby out with the bathwater, and, well... Um, it's unfortunate that, that happens because this happens to be the most important information just about that you can know on the planet, definitely. Uh, and to to throw it out, to just take it and just say nah, don't want to don't want to think about it. To do that is equivalent to seeing the worst sequels to the best movies, and you never saw the original, so you judge it based on the shitty sequel that came out. You know, and that that's what it's like. Um, and uh, you know what, what I like in it too, when, when, um, when you go into this information and really take a look, it reminds me when I was in underground hip hop, because I was an underground hip hop artist, it was hard to get listeners of mainstream hip hop to listen to a lot of the more raw underground stuff, because the production wasn't coming from Million Dollar Studios, first of all, because most people list 75% of people like a song, it's 75% of it's beat, you know, and, and so people like that, and underground hip-hop, the sounds were more raw, different, but way more skillful, and way more from the heart, and so, but once I had hooked listeners, they were like, whoa, I want to hear that again. That was amazing. And that's kind of what it takes. You had to train your ears to tune in to new sounds that you'd never heard before. But Because face it, we all like what we're comfortable with. And sometimes new things you're not always comfortable with. And so that's what it's like with this information too. If you're new to this information, I encourage you to keep an open mind to it and stop and consider it.
So let's get into it here. That was just sort of my disclaimer here. But um, first, let's get into the definition of conspiracy. Conspiracy is an agreement between two or more people in secret to commit an illegal act along with an intent to achieve the agreement's goal. And so that's just, you know, there are various definitions. They're, they're pretty much all about the same if you go online and check out on these online dictionaries. How hard is that to believe? I mean, how hard is that a conspiracy to believe? I mean, it happens a lot in our normal everyday lives. I mean, if you think about street gangs, street gangs do that all the time. Um, for example, they will, will, in secret, two or more people will plan to do a drive-by on an opposing gang member's house. And so um, they're going to commit an illegal act. They, they had an agreement in secret, and they had an intent to achieve the agreement's goal, and they did it. You know? That happens all the time. Criminal action happens all the time. I mean, what about mafias? The mafia. I mean, you know, uh, there was at one time uh, a time when people didn't think the mafia existed, that, that there wasn't an underground crime circuit. <clears throat> there is. And, well, they do things like that all the time. They, they conspire all the time. So what's to say that a secret society doesn't conspire all the time? I mean, you don't have to even go there. I mean, if you want to, let, you know, just simple things. Like, how, how about auto parts that, that have limited shelf life by design, so they break and you have to buy a new one? A mechanic told me that once. And, you know, these things have short lives uh, on purpose, so you buy another one and, 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 they, and two people or more in secret decided to plan it like that. That's how, it, that's how it's supposed to be. Where they they made it that way, and so two or more people planned that one, and 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 that, so the conspiracies happen every day in our life. I mean, you know these these may not come across as huge world conspiracies, but dishonesty, dishonesty, downright murder uh, are planned, and you know things like that. So who's to say that a high rich elite don't do the same? The only difference is we're talking about people who own vast amounts of resources and are big movers and shakers on the globe people that own huge amounts of things that get together and you know i mean it's really not that hard to think you know that criminal actions go on and in behind the scenes i mean on a lower level just look at the, the last presidential election between trump and hillary i mean both have allegations that are worse than almost anyone around you and people are supposed to trust them you know i mean these people that you're supposed to you know, trust with your country, both have really nasty allegations, and your friends around you don't have those allegations, you know? So, or, or look at Hollywood. Hollywood's even a better example, especially lately. Everyone knows they are dirty. And you can listen to testimony from people like Corey Feldman, uh, or all the dirty things that happen with, like, uh, Harvey Weinstein, and you see corruption there, and... What makes you think that there isn't deeper levels of corruption that just you, you don't see because it's behind closed doors and it's not part of your daily experience? So what's, what's so hard to believe that a secret society is working on a plan for one world government and total, total domination of Earth and it, all of its resources and everything? I mean, let, let's just 
you know, get into the word conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy theorist is a trigger word. People have been programmed to ridicule it, scoff at it, and now hate it. Um, and yet, a lot of times, the claims are true, but we're left with speculation to connect the rest of the dots. And so, the CIA, the CIA coined the term conspiracy theorist to anyone that challenged the Warren Commission's official narrative after the Kennedy assassination. And with the use of media, it's been peddled as a dirty word in the minds of people ever since. And if they can do that, they have the power to change how people think. As soon as you say a, a trigger word, then you know that there's a lot of power right there. And yet, with, with the Kennedy assassination, everyone knows, I think everyone knows now, that the original story uh, was full of holes, and everyone knows that it was a big lie, and there was much more to it all, and it wasn't just carried out by a lone net somewhere. It was it was planned, and it was definitely orchestrated, and, you know, everybody kind of knows that. And yes, with this information, there's been a, a, a few buffoons, I would say, that have ruined the proper image of conspiracy theorists by not really digging and diving deep enough, and in my words, not chanting down the system tentacles, which I'll get into that a little bit later, but... People that didn't take it far enough is basically what it is, or, or may, maybe more accurate enough so that's ruined a lot of things for people. And plus, not to mention, nowadays there's a fake conspiracy movement, which I'll get into later. Um, but let's let's make up a, a new word. I mean, okay, so this is a dirty word. It's a dirty word in your mind. If you're, you know, n- new to this information, then let's make up a new word. How about, how about truth seekers? Or how about doubters and non-believers in the way things are? Or objectors, simply just objecting that this isn't really what you want here in life. You know, or I, I'm just going to say, I'm a conspiracy analyst. You know, most people who scream conspiracy theorists have never investigated the, these conspiracies themselves to see if it's true or not. They've never analyzed. They've just, you know, judged it from the outside. And I think it's important with, you need thinkers with intuition combined with this. So we need to use both sides of our brain because people in, in society are not groomed to ask questions. People aren't groomed to keep their imagination there too. And, and imagination's been taken. I mean, and imagination, it has a component of intuition because you've let down your ego enough to simply imagine and actually let your mind drift into possibility. So it does give you a level that we need. So it's important. So what we're going to do here today is we're going to attempt here, what we're going to attempt to do is debunk the debunkers. And I wanted to get into, first of all, a few reasons um, why people don't believe in, in world conspiracies. And these groups that I'm going to mention, they blend into each other. They, they, they're, they're not just, you know, separate individuals that think one way or another, separate camps, um, people can be a number of these examples at the same time, but these are reasons why people do not believe in world conspiracies. So number one, number one reason why people do not believe in world conspiracies is it's too big for people. It's too big. It's too too big to think that a giant cabal of bankers and secret societies rule all over the other nations, and it seems crazy for people to think. It seems... A lot of people say, say things like, it's too impossible to control. 
You know, it's too impossible to control that many people. It would take millions to control that many. And how, how would they keep it quiet? How would they keep a lid on it? And why wouldn't we know about it? And all that. Well, we have to remember and just look at how our world is set up. What we live in is a compartmentalized world. All of society is set up the same way. We live in a world of need-to-know basis. I mean, you can take any corporation, for example. Take Walmart, all right? Walmart. I mean, the cashiers, they just do the job that they're told. They don't know quite as much as their managers, but the their managers don't know as much as their department managers, and their department managers don't know much as much as the store manager, and then, of course, the regional managers don't know as much as the CEO, and so the CEO would know a lot more as he, um, you know, rubs shoulders with other CEOs, and, you know, on down the line it goes, so, uh, you know, people just know enough of their job to get by. Or maybe a better example is the military, especially in a war situation. You know, you're on a mission. You're you're just a private, and you know the private just takes orders from maybe his corporal, or or maybe more more like his sergeant. But you know the corporal knows a little bit more than the sergeant, but the sergeant might not know not know that much. But um, he got orders from the colonel, and the colonel doesn't know as much as the one star general, and you know all the way up the chain of star generals till you get to the secretary of state who met with the president and advisors, and they know a whole lot more. And, of course, really, there's a hidden hand behind that, which we'll get into. But, yeah, I mean, you know, that's how things work. We just do this life because, well, we are having to make money, and we'll take whatever position it is to get the job done. Not necessarily do we know what's going on, on, in the bigger picture, because we're always focused on the little picture. Yet there's a whole nother world going on. And, you know, speaking of the military and, the, you know, uh, this hierarchy, um, I think it'd be nice to open here with a quote from Henry Kissinger, former Secretary of State, and he's one of these global elite people that I'll be getting into here. Uh, he says about the military, military men are just dumb, Stupid animals to be used as pawns in foreign policy. I mean, that's what they think of you. So if you're in the military and you're listening to this, this is what they think of you. You're there to get their job done. It's not about righteousness. It's not about honor. It's about you pushing foreign policy wherever they need you. That's it, you know? So that's what they think of you. And that's the head of the military. He's just speaking the truth. That's... And, and that's that's what he's saying. So, yeah, it really doesn't take many people to run the system from the top. So it's not... It's easy to kind of keep a lid on it all because everyone just does their job. And that's the biggest thing. Because we don't know enough about how our world is run, we do what we're told. And we went through the school system. We go to work. And when people wonder how it all can be carried out, look around. We actually run the system. And every day we contribute to it by using their money system and their entire way of life that's been offered to us. Can you accept that this entire way of life was created by people at the top so we can live this certain way and they can live their certain way? 
Then now, let's put into the equation, too, that almost all countries are run and owned by a central bank. Nearly all countries are in debt to banking families, such as the Rothschilds, or, you know, the World Bank, the IMF, the Federal Reserve, things like that. And if someone owes you a lot of money, and, uh, the you know, uh, and you want to be an asshole, you can manipulate that person's life. I mean, if someone owes you $60,000 and you're waiting for them to pay you and you see them going out to the, to the movie with their girlfriend or whatever, you can be like, where's my money? You're spending it right now. Where's my money? You know, you could, you could be that way if you want to be an asshole, right? Well, these banker families are much more ruthless than that because we're talking about way more money and we're talking about the stakes a whole lot higher. So... They're like, you owe us serious money, so we get to pick your politicians, and we get to pick how your country is run. We get to pick every way we want your country because you owe us this. And by the way, uh, we're control freaks, so we want more than that. And that's it. These people are total control freaks. They're not just thugs. They're, they are families that believe in the right to rule, and uh, they even believe in you know, ancient, dark, occult religion, and they believe in rituals, and, you know, is that too hard to believe? I think a lot of people think it is, but when you really get down to this information, as we'll see today, you know, um, it, it really is. So, you know, the people that, that don't believe in conspiracies because it's too big, you know, or we would have heard of it, well, what about this? As of 2019, 90% of the United States media is controlled by five media conglomerates. Comcast, Disney, Viacom and CBS, and AT&T. That's it. That's all. basically all the information coming to you from five companies. Guess what? They're all friends. They're all part of the same thing. They're all, they're all taking this information and... You know, feeding it through their filter and giving it to you. And they are controlled by the same banking elite. It's all structured in the same compartmentalized pyramid to where the reporter is just reading off of a pre-made script already. And if they don't comply, bye-bye. They lose their job. That's why you don't hear about it. That's why you don't hear about it. I mean, here is a great example. We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity during those years. But the work is, not, is now much more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. The soup supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practiced in the past centuries. David Rockefeller, 1991, talking to the Trilateral Commission. You know, he's just openly saying that they are grateful for these big papers, the Washington Post, New York Times, Time Magazine, for keeping a lid on it, for, for, for um, attending their meetings respecting their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. Think about back from 40 years from 1991, which would put you at, you know, 1950, right when really the TV got right in the home, 
the perfect time to get the media into your, your living room, they've been keeping a lid on it, you know? And, and he's happy about it. They, thank you. They're like, they're grateful. Thank you very much for helping us not... And, and uh, look, they're, they're saying, you know, our meetings, and, you know, and now they're saying, but the work is now much more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. You know, it just spells it out right there for for you, right there. And, you know, you want, you want to dig deeper onto media ma- manipulation. I've done a whole series on media, media manipulation, the Tell, Lie, Vision, Vision series. But, you know, don't go there yet, you know, if you're um, a newcomer to the perspective here. I mean, go and, go and uh, listen to this and take a break. And, you know, this is a, that's advanced research I'm going to be talking about there. But you want to dig deeper, check out this. Simple as this. The story of Carl Bernstein. And, you know, he was a, a journalist at, for like 40 years, and, and uh, the, CIA, the CIA using the media to cover up any stories, you know, and he, he would say that, they, you know, they would rewrite your stories. And there are buildings of CIA employees that write and rewrite your news by the time you get it. There's no more diehard journalists. They, they would be killed these days. You know, he was, you know, a, a, an exception, but, you know, there's no more... There's no more diehard journalists like Lois Lang hanging from the Eiffel Tower trying to get a story for her newspaper to get the Pulitzer Prize Award. You know, of course that's a movie, but still, you know, that they're trying to say that, you know, journalists do that. Not anymore. So, you know, that's why you don't hear about this because all of your media is controlled and your whole life is compartmentalized. Okay? So... Here we go. Number two reason why people do not believe in conspiracies, and that is the too busy crowd. And the too busy crowd is just about all of us. I mean, really too busy to even consider it. Most people don't have time to dig into history or ask the right questions. Most people are stuck on the treadmill, treadmill, which is me, you know, as well. And that's nearly all of you, I'm sure. And what it is with this crowd is that they've never bothered, so they really just don't know. You know, they've just never really gone there. They're just like, oh, yeah, uh, conspiracies, okay, well, i got to go cook dinner for my kids, right? And let's look at where most people spend their time. Where do most people spend their extra time besides work? Well, watching sports, TV shows, poison mainstream media, news, movies, uh, people have hobbies, or go out to fancy restaurants, you know, socialize, and that won't take you beyond. They don't go beyond, and and it means that they may not, they may have to, if they went beyond, they'd have to rethink everything, and that's, that there's a lot more to this normal life, but they are scared to face it, and it's fear, it's fear. Well, here, Karen Hudez, Karen Hudez is a graduate of Yale Law School, member Yale, and she worked in the legal department of the World Bank for more than 20 years. She was fired for blowing the whistle on corruption inside the World Bank. She held the position of senior counsel. So this is what she has to say. The goal is control. They want us all 
They want all of us enslaved to debt. They want all of our governments enslaved to debt. They want all of our politicians addicted to the huge financial contributions that they funnel into their campaigns. Since the elite also own all of the big media companies, the mainstream media never lets us in on the secret that there is something fundamentally wrong with the way that our system works. That's right. That's right. They got us all busy. They got us, they got us, they want us enslaved to debt, which means that's why you're so busy spending your time. I know people that work two and three jobs here in Hawaii, just barely making it, just check to check, but they're trying to pay off that debt, and they want governments enslaved to debt, so everybody's too busy. They control the distribution and circulation of money worldwide, and and, they, and through central banks such as the World Bank, IMF, and the Federal Reserve, they, they, they control it and keep it on lockdown. They got you so busy running that treadmill with your increase of cost of living and no increase in your, your fucking pay. No wonder you don't have time. No wonder people don't just blow up and just go insane. I mean, well, maybe that's why there's so many, you know, crazy people walking the streets, you know. I, I barely get by either, you know. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, there is a reason that people don't look at conspiracies for that particular purpose. And that is because, well, you know, besides not prioritizing their time to take a look, they're just damn busy. And I feel it. I I understand that. But it's time to really take a look. It's worth a lot of your time. Number three reason why people do not look at conspiracies and, and this is the fooled by the surface crowd. And really, it's a close cousin to the too busy crowd. But see, they've never taken the time out to investigate it themselves because they thought it sounded too ridiculous. Or the time they took out was an eight-minute YouTube video that was either done poorly or too out there for a beginner to latch on because it was just like, you know, talking about basically, you know, maybe the wrong, you know, basically like aliens or, you know, something that just you know, seems way too far out when you first look at this information. And most people really don't take the time out and come at it with true care. Again, true care is really important here. And a great example of this is that, um, you know, just in, not in the conspiracy realm, but is uh, my friend told me years ago, he goes, watch Game of Thrones. And I'm not particularly a big fan, personally, of medieval time movies. I mean, I like get... uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah, but I just never really liked that time period, just never really attracted to Knights and Kings, but that's just me. Anyway, you know, I, I, and I just didn't want to take the time to watch a bunch of seasons and everything, and and uh, so I dragged my feet through the first few episodes, I really did, I, I wasn't that into it because I didn't want to see it, you know, I just dragged my feet feed through it, like, eh, okay, I guess so, it was, you know, kind of confusing, but then when I actually got into it, I was like, oh, that's what it's all about, and they hook you with good writing, and, you know, well, it's the same with this information, it's the same with it, you, you gotta give it some care and time, and not drag your feet through it, and, you know, speaking of movies, just speaking of movies, people hear about a secret group that wants to control the world, and they go, well, that sounds like a movie, I saw that in a movie, you know, and, well, I would argue that movies are trying to tell us something sometimes. I would argue that sometimes either A, they're trying to warn us, but since Hollywood is so controlled, B, they're trying to um, program us with with uh, putting it in our minds 
so we accept it later. And and that's, you know, a possibility too, but, you know, I believe that there are people that are trying to work to get out a message. I mean, look at the message in Star Wars. Look at Star Wars, you know, or Terminator, or The Matrix, or James Bond movies, the early James Bond movies, and actually the, the ones they're making now have a group called Spectre, a group that works behind the scenes to control everything. And they... And, you know, they're not part of one country or another. They're a, 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 a sovereign group that is trying to control the world, basically. And, and it doesn't help that we're taught that everything is isolated, so we don't look at things as a whole. We, we look at things in isolation, so we just see here and there, and we don't string things together. But, yeah, so really um, what, what I'm saying here is the care. You have to care. You can't just go and see a... a five-minute YouTube video, oh, yeah, I don't believe in conspiracies, that's, that's bullshit, weird nerd shit on the TV, you know, or, you know, so, we, you have to really care, you have to really, you have to really want to dive into this, because it will expand your horizon, and you, you can't just, you have to read books, yeah, you have to sit down and read a damn book, oh, no, I'm sorry, is that going to hurt you, it's going to help you, well, all right, so that's that crowd, and then the number four reason why people don't uh, don't believe in conspiracies: people thinking I wouldn't be that cold and evil and have no empathy, therefore nobody else would be that that way. The I wouldn't do it crowd, and well, I see that, but you can't think like you are these people. That's because you weren't raised in these families who think that they have the right to rule, and. Imagine that. Generations of that mentality infused in these people. You can go way back in... If you were part of these families, you could go way back into your ancestry and everyone always ruled. Everyone always had it that way. So you you have to think about it. And then add to that that these people are brought up not in the religions that you look at and see around your community. Talking about pantheism, ancient occult... Uh, brought into these people from their birth. Ancient Babylonian religions, ancient Sumerian, it goes way back. This is belief systems that go way back. Way, way back that are not... You're not going to find a church for your pantheist religion around you. Maybe a secret society, but, you know. So, their conquest is to dominate Earth completely. And it is hard to grasp. It's, 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 it is a little bit difficult. And this this group can be it can be a tough one uh, to to uh, convince people of, but it's like it's their religion. This is what they were put on earth they believe to do. I mean, it's not that hard to believe when you think about large amounts of people killed themselves in the Heaven's Gate cult. Remember the Heaven's Gate cult? That was around 1997. There was that comet that was going over earth. You could see it. It's called Hale Bop, and they believed that Aliens were riding in behind that comet or something like that. You know, I'm not um, quite up on it. But basically, they killed themselves thinking that they would be taken on that comet. Well, a lot of people believed in that, and they did it. I mean, and you don't have to be that extreme. I mean, look look at how many people die for their religion. Look at look at some of the um, Islam, Muslim extremists, or even Christian extremists, or Jewish extremists, you know, believing that they have the right way, and they will do this no matter what. Look at Pearl Harbor here on this island. The Japanese, kamikaze, they 
they died for that cause. Well, you know, these people die for their cause, but their cause they look at as much greater. And here's a great example of someone who thinks that way, Cecil Rhodes. Cecil Rhodes was a uh, British businessman who actually uh, conquered a lot of Africa to uh, get control of the diamond mines. And he even had a country named after him, which is... Um, was called Rhodesia, which is now, I think, the countries of Zimbabwe and Mozambique. I could be wrong on that, but, yeah. So, this is what he has to say, uh, and he's one of these people, of course. To and for the establishment, prom promotion, and development of a secret society, the true aim and object whereof shall be for the extension of British rule throughout the world. I mean, so, you know, British rule at this particular time when he was around was, you know, was, um, you know, this system of life throughout the world. If you ever go and look at all the nation's flags, see how many times you find the British Union Jack on flags, including the Hawaiian state flag, which is a long story, but, you know, that's on there too. So Cecil Rhodes, and he even said another quote, he said, I would annex the planets if I could. I mean, that's how these people think. They want to control everything. Control freaks to a level that you've never even thought of. And no, you wouldn't think that way, but these people do, and they get it done. They get shit done. There's nothing stopping these people from getting their job done because they don't go to work like you every day. They don't struggle like you do every day. They do this on a whole nother playing field that you don't even get access to. Here's a little quote I got. Jeez, I don't even remember where I found this. I just cut and pasted this from a debunker of conspiracies, and I just thought I would just use this as an example. I don't even know, and it doesn't matter. This guy's an idiot anyway, but he says, Unfortunately, I've analyzed all the available evidence and can only come to the conclusion that it is, an, it is a misinterpretation at best. All the historical records point out point to all these cults, namely Illuminati, dissolving many centuries ago and are no longer active. It, do, it, it, all, it also doesn't add up, logically speaking. To ex expect faulty humans to perfectly execute these plans throughout the centuries without any shortcomings is laughable. Also, humans are short-sighted creatures. As, as we all should know, humans do not sacrifice themselves for the greater good and will never work towards something without any immediate gains. Why would we expect the rich and powerful of our society to work towards a goal that will never materialize in their offspring's lives, let alone theirs? So, you know, this guy's saying this, um, basically that, well, for one thing he says, is that the Illuminati dissolving many centuries ago, which that is, that is true. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, it just went underground. And that's where things like this had to go in order to keep it under wraps. But so he's saying, you know, that humans are, are short-sighted creatures and that they would never sacrifice themselves for the greater good. Well, we just went into that. I mean, really, people with religions will do just exactly that, that are that dedicated. Well, these people are much more dedicated than you, and they are not going to... Uh, be short-sighted and it's their mission on earth to continue what they 
started. And they will, you know, it doesn't matter if they don't see it materialize, you know, they'll pass the torch along to the next person. And it does go, it does go off into, uh, you could say, a spiritual realm where, you know, these people believe that they are doing this planet a greater good. And it doesn't matter because these people have everything. They already have everything. They're control freaks. They're power. They're over, they're all about power. And during these people's lives, they have power. They got it. They got. They own the chessboard. So, um, it, it's easy to get thinking that way. That's a great little example of someone who's very logical, but really has not gone to the right places for this information, and really has just come up short in their research. And these are people, these people, these these elite, these they're they're people who are dedicated, but they also think that they're out for this greater good. They think that they are doing good for the bigger picture. If you read the UN uh, and their writings about Agenda Twenty One and Twenty Thirty, they're going to tell you all this like um, this this you know they're they're acting like they're out for the planet's better. In betterment and environmental things, and you know they they got all the answers, and it's all this you know beautiful look at the world, very in look at their pictures. Okay, so this is their way of putting this in like a nice, a nice little, cute little package for you. But yes, these are psychopaths. These people are psychopaths, but they are also brilliant at the same time. And that's that's you know a lot of people that are brilliant are on that fine line of insanity. And they are all on the same page. Humanity is not on the same page. Look at all the division amongst us. These guys get shit done because they are all on the same page. Doesn't mean that they all get along. They actually do not all get along, but they all work for the same goals, and that's why there is this nonstop agenda. They're, they're dedicated for their great work. I mean, look, it's on the back of the dollar bill. They say it's a work in progress. Anuet Coeptus. And if you look at it, you know, it's the, the pyramid at, with the missing capstone. And that means that they're outright telling you every day on your dollar that every time you spend it, that this New World Order, or New Order of the Ages, as it would say on the, on the bottom writing, um, is a work in progress. And when they complete it, they'll complete this pyramid, and that's them on top. They think that they're there. You're the brickwork on the bottom. That's you. And there are many interpretations of that, but basically that is a very layman's term of putting this all together. So, no, they don't think like you. You are not like them. And you wouldn't do that because you have a peace of mind and a heart. These people, they're raised in families you ever wonder why people are the way they are? It's because their family raised them. And if you get raised in a rigid family that has rigid beliefs and has all the power in the world, it would definitely change who you are. So, all right. So, number five. Number five. The, the fifth reason why people would not, will, do not believe in conspiracies, and this, this is a big one too, it would have to change their worldview. And they don't want to look at it. And these people, that means that this world that, that people have invested in, financially or scholastically, and all the, the worldviews attached to make them up who they are, 
and through their upbringing is basically false. And that's a hard fact of life to have to follow, to, to actually go that everything you were brought to believe is bullshit. And you learn that every single way information has been communicated to you through has is through institutions, for example, like like media, school, and even your own well-meaning family is a false version of reality. And it, it, and so and that's scary for a lot of people because then they have to go, well, wait a minute, then what is all this? And that's really what it is, though. It's fear. It's scary. It's fear. It's fear of knowing a bigger truth and realizing that everything is a lie and it's a big change to your life and no longer does your existence of your job really matter as much. And you also realize that you are not part of these people's plans. You're exempt from these people's plans. And you're not part of their bigger picture. And it will have a big impact on your life. This information will change you. And it will bring you down rabbit holes that are, are going to happen. And it, and I mean, it's going to be a bit difficult. It is a bit difficult. And that's where it's, it's really one of the biggest barricades is this fear. Fear to think, wait a minute. No, couldn't be. I, I, I couldn't believe all that's a lie. Well... I do understand, but at the end of this talk, I will tell you the benefits of going through this fear, coming out the other side. It's a refinement process, and it, it's worth it. It's worth it in many, in many ways. What you have to do is know that life isn't all about being comfortable either. You know, yes, this information will get you upset, and it should, and it, in life is not always smooth it's not a smooth road it's not always it's not always a newly paved road it's sometimes a road full of potholes and and uh uh bad fix fixes on it and and rugged terrain sometimes it's off-roading and it's not always smooth so we also need to go on those roads and sometimes those roads those are the roads that actually help you to grow growing's not easy life's not easy but you weren't put on earth to be cozy all of the time. It's reality. So if you can get through the fear and realize that this is happening and this has been happening and you're part of it, then you can take a few steps back and really examine life. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's wonderful. So I'll get into that at the end of this talk. So I'm gonna, let's take a little break. And we'll come back to um, another reason why people don't believe in conspiracies. And then we're going to get into the real hard facts and really dive deep into, you know, who's actually controlling things and really, you know, what these people think, even in a lot deeper of ways. So enjoy a little break, and I'll be back with you in a little bit. They got a job in a car, they work eight hours a day They never thought it's bizarre, in fact they value it safe They always stress on the time, because they live by the clock They like to press on your mind, to always stick with your job The only hour they know, would be TV or get drunk Because it's hours they don't have to be slaving the job So most of masses believe, all that the media says They're not inhabited to think, it's just been feeding their heads And when you try to tell them, they don't really Cause they don't wanna comprehend it anyway Every day They're bombarded by the wisdom of the propaganda Not enough to stop again And when I try to talk to them To defend it with that close minded Don't try to pull my leg Okay, well alright, it go 
since it's so important to you. But I guess when there's no other way, you feel like you're supposed to do it. It's that standard way you live, and they don't know they're programmed to it. Cause this is like the only version they know They go to work and come home They're so absorbed Their motives only towards Being passive puppets No thought for a second Cause they've had it done Since they were born Scoob and tie Super robots Moving up the box It's too much thought for a system right? Always gonna say the system's right Sheep follow sheep Feet follow feet So deeply wrapped up Cause I think they have to Always be on a leash But please follow me to the outside Cause we've been lied to outright People react to the information given They don't stop to think If it was written in ink It sounds right Bound by the sheep pin To keep us in, it's a people in supremacy, but in secrecy. We don't see these things, so we keep an eat. Revealing the way that the world's controlled. People with money that puts the globe. Turning the whole world to clones, economy slaves. It's the Illuminati by name. They got a monopoly made. They are the top of the chain. They own the corporations and the World Bank. It's been their agenda and render your senses and figure your attention to this pampered paradise. They got us really going nowhere. We're just parasites. Civilizations built on slavery work to get paralyzed. But now it's time to break on out and shift this paradigm. And once exposed to the truth, then you will never turn back. Cause now the focus is new to always think, not react. Let's take the scales from our eyes and we'll reveal what is false. So we can take on our life and move and build on our own. Okay, well, welcome back. Uh, so, yeah, I've been going over the reasons why people don't believe in conspiracies, and a lot of times there is legitimate reasons, and I, I do also say I do understand, but at the same time, we really need to look past this. So, I've gone over five reasons so far why people don't believe in conspiracies. Number one was that people believe it's too big. It's too big of a, uh, it's too big, it's too hard to put, um, you know, it's too, it's too difficult to, to uh, keep it under wraps, keep the lid on it. We would know about it, and it's just too difficult of a, of a thing for people to think that all this could be carried out. And number two was the too busy crowd, the too busy, uh, you know, because they just don't have time to look into it. They'd have to read books, and they're busy with regular life. And you know, and then number three was the food by the surface crowd, the people that are you know also very busy, but they just watch a five-minute YouTube video, and they're like, oh yeah, I don't believe in that shit. All right. And then there's number four, uh, people thinking that they wouldn't be that cold and evil, and they wouldn't have. Uh, no, they wouldn't do these, carry out these kind of things, but they're not realizing that they are not the real elite, you know, people that are much different than them. And then number five was it would have to change their worldview and people don't want to look at it because of fear. 
And so now we're on to number six. And this is the hardest, and this is, and like I said before at the beginning, all these different reasons can be blended into one individual. But these are the main reasons, and there may be more, you know, that, I, that I'm not thinking of. But these are the ones that come to mind. And here's number six, the think-they-know-everything crowd, the know-it-all crowd, all right? I'm too smart to have been had. No way this couldn't have happened to me. This, no way. This is, that is malarkey. That is bullshit. I would never been, have had that way. Well, these are the academics, the believers in the way things are, oftentimes. And it's also a lot of fear. It's also that to know um, that it's, it's that to think that the, all these things that they've put all this work into and they got their degree might actually only be a small sliver of the world picture and they really don't matter well also these people are the know-it-all sitting at the bar bitter at his life but thinks he knows it all because he's got an ego big ego you know and he'll argue with you because he's a little bit drunk or something you know i've dealt with those people per- per- personally but when let's just remember that at one time, all these people were once a, a little child with an imagination. And you were taken into this world through a government-owned school system that bred the, that entire curious kid asking questions out of you. I don't care if you went to a private school or whatever. It bred that out of you because it, uh, you have to get ready for this world. And all your years as an innocent soul were taken from you. And when you were an adult... You were put into a college that finalized your ways of thinking. It was like that final little extra dose of brainwash. Sorry to say, some of it might be true, but a lot of it was extra dose that puts you into the perspective in which you are in, if you are, you know, one of these know-it-all people. And what, you don't think these fuckers own the college system? By large, they own and infiltrate these institutions, and they push perspectives through uh, your professors because that's what they were taught, and that's what they think's right, and it makes sense to these professors. So why bother it? That's why in America, all of these big Ivy League schools are are like, in a way, recruitment centers for useful people that they can place in positions that don't really know the full picture, but can, you know, be put into use. That That's, you know, they like to take the top minds from society. And that's why Yale has things like, um, has the Society of Skull and Bones, which I'll get into. Or like Carol Hudez, I mentioned earlier, the uh, law school graduate that worked for the World Bank. She went to Yale Law School, you know. These are the people that they want to they wanna, um, recruit. And it also comes down to the rich-poor paradigm that I've put together on this show before, uh, which I don't like to divide people, but it's, it, there is some truth in your upbringing that will make you one, one or the other. Most people raised middle class and up are believers in the system. I mean, check out uh, a more recent episode in my podcast, episode 110, The Poor People's Rebellion. Uh, that, that's good to listen to to kind of put this into perspective as well. But so, if you are groomed to trust the institutions of society, and they've caused you no wrong, then you will have less and less reasons to distrust it, and that's that's reality. 
where us poor folk, you know, us poor people, it's been nothing but struggle, and every institution from school to work to police harassing you has just insulted your intelligence, and it, it's all just, and it kind of just a reminder of, of our position here on, on in society, which is really just another form of slavery. And the know-it-all crowd, though, uh, are, are largely so set in their minds that it's, 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 it's got to be shown to them e- when their ego's broken, and that, it, that it's a matter of really seeing the real evidence, which I'm going to give you some. But it's also about ego, too. These people have built up a life that makes sense to them, so heavily around them, they've built it up, and that they could not imagine anything else outside of it. But again, who travels outside of the reality, the work, the, the bubble? And the know-it-all crowd is too, ultimately, is scared. Again, all these things uh, spill into each other. When, when, this, when, when the elite own everything that you know, the media, the financial system, the military, politics, and all the corporations, education, religion, intelligence agencies, medicine and pharmaceutical companies, your food sources, your water, on and on it goes. When all that is owned by the same people that get together, that's everything you know. So how would you know outside that bubble unless you travel outside that bubble? You won't see it when you go to the grocery store. No. And you won't go to... You don't see it when you go to work. You won't see it when you watch TV. You won't see it at the gym. You won't see anything because regular life will not give you this idea. And that's because you're in the domain of the slaves. Yeah, even if you're making six figures or more, I don't care. You're still in the domain of the slaves. They don't want you to know this. You're not invited to their meetings. You're not part of this. And that's not usually enough for the know-it-all crowd to hear this. So, yeah, you, you know... Um, and you can go ahead and listen to researchers speak about this stuff, but it's better that we just go ahead and hear it from the horse's mouth. Let's hear from the people who are involved in these organizations themselves and tell me what you think afterwards. All right? So let's go into this here. Let's see. Just do this. Okay. So even... Sorry. Let's start again here. Some even believe we, the Rockefeller family, are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I'm proud of it. David Rockefeller. He's saying, yeah... We do all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. These charges, I will totally, I totally stand guilty, and I'm proud of it. You can put me to death, and I will die for it. That's what we're talking about here, this kind of dedication. I mean, he talks about, you know, um, to put together one world, if you will, an integrated global political and economic structure. Well, that's it right there. Um, So... When we talk about these kind of people, we're talking about, well, most people, when they hear about it, is the most common term would be the Illuminati, the Illuminati. Well, the Illuminati were real. They were real people. They, they were a real group, the, the Bavarian Illuminati, which was started by Adam Weishaupt 
1776 on May Day, which is an important occult holiday, by the way. And he was a Freemason, and so it's not like he started this whole type of thinking. This is, this is civilizations old, you know. These people have always run things. But, you know, he was a Freemason that wanted a deeper meaning behind things and getting away from Christianity and... He got together with other people to infiltrate politics in all these other countries. They recruited from other secret societies to create the Illuminati, which means the illuminated ones, the ones that have the knowledge that you don't. And everyone that met together had an alias, and they met in secret, and they used symbolism of ancient magic, performed rituals, and infiltrated secret and infiltrated governments. Uh, they, this was a short-lived thing. 1776 to 1785, they were banished by the Bavarian government in 1785, and from there, they changed their name. Uh, what happened is, they, they, from there, they went to the Grand Orient Masonic Lodge of France, and they went into High Freemasonry. And it's where it's, it stayed covert, and is one of, and is really one of the many. Uh, secret societies that carries it on today, which is Freemasonry, high Freemasonry, not not George down the street that owns owns the pool hall that goes to the Freemason lodge to hang out with his buddies. We're talking about 33rd degree high Freemasons, people that take all those words and symbols actually serious, you know. And the know-it-all crowd goes is sometimes part of these things that they don't even realize they're part of, right? But low level. So there really was an Illuminati, but that's it. After that, there there really isn't a group that calls itself that, but many secret societies carried on the torch, which is a symbol of their these people anyway, um, and continued on. So some researchers do call these people the Illuminati because um, because it's a great way to group them all together, but in reality, that does make it seem a little hokey because there's this one group that's in this, you know, dimly lit room all planning, ha 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 you know, it just sounds too hokey. It's not even like that, you know. But, you know, you can tell there's a movement on the, on the uh, you know, an agenda. I mean, if we are all sovereign nations and we, we all make up our own legislature, how are the same policies being implement, implemented in all the countries? I mean, namely the Western ones. I mean, how, how is that? You know, look at carefully. So, I mean, what do you know about the Council on Foreign Relations? What do you know about the Club of Rome? The Trilateral Commission? The Bilderberg Meetings? The Royal Institute of National Affairs? Or even the United Nations? How, how far have you dug into that? You know... Why would a bunch of the world financiers, royalty, policymakers get together and hang out? You know, why, why do they get together? What do they talk about? Do you think they get together to talk about their favorite TV shows? <laughs> no. They own the TV shows. They own all of this. So they get together to talk about moving and shaking this whole chessboard. And um, they are, are, are responsible for carrying out the world agenda. This is where all this politically went to. These are think tanks I'm talking about. 
Council on Foreign Relations, Trilater Trilateral Commission, Club of Rome. They're, they're deciding where the world should go, you know. They're not getting together because they just want to hang out and, you know, um, it's a chance for them to hang loose. If you want that, how, how about um, they can, that, that would be their, uh, uh, that would be Bohemian Grove in California where they do that um, and hang out and have their little fun. This is their meetings. This is serious shit here. But the actual belief systems of these people and their mindset, it can be traced into the secret societies of the world. So, you know, the Illuminati may not be a group anymore, but the Skull and Bones out of Yale, the Vatican, the Rosicrucians, Top Degree Freemasonry, the OTO, uh, Black Nobility, the Knights Templar, the, Ju the Jesuits, just to name a few, these are secret societies that practice the old occult magic. So, um, and not all of these people exactly are friends. They don't agree on everything, but they do agree that they all want the same thing. World government, control population, AI, microchip people. But not to say factions don't fight against each other. But it's also, it's also good to know, too, that not only that's going on, but things that, that uh, are, are spill into each other. For example, the CIA, which is, you know, quite a bit bigger and, and far more reaching than from the cover, they spill into Hollywood. A lot of Hollywood scripts and a lot of Hollywood people kind of run together, and also Satanism. All three of those spill into each other. They're all connected, and you know, wonder why it's hard to get into Hollywood. You wonder why people that are excellent actors, actresses, and 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 directors and things never get in there. It's because they're not part of the clique. I mean, there are exceptions, but most of the time, you know, there there's there's they're not um, going to be useful for them. So, just to just to give you a few. Uh, uh, Bloodlines to check out. These are bloodlines of people that you can trace back to all kinds of royalty in the world and even uh, deeper bloodlines that go back to Egypt, to Babylon, the Sumer. But yeah, the Warburgs, the Morgans, the Astors, the Bundys, the Collins, the DuPonts, the Freemans, the Kennedys, the Lee in China, the Onassis, the Reynolds, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Russells and the Van Duns. Check out them. You know, check out these these are families that really own and work things. And of course they're all a lot of them related British royalty to you know, these are dynasties, these are these are, you know, families that have been in it for since really the get go. I mean it's like, you know, they'll marry into each other like Game of Thrones, you know. So here, we are on the verge of global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis and the nations will accept the New World Order. David Rockefeller. Yeah. The New World Order. The New World Order is what they call it. It's not just a bunch of uh, kooky conspiracy people saying, oh, we know what it is. It's the New World Order. These are what, this is what they say. You know, they have various ways of saying it. Order of the ages or, you know, but they're talking about the same thing. Order out of chaos. The government is the world. The world government. Let's start over. The world. 
the world is governed by very different personages from what is imagined by those who are not behind the scenes. Benjamin Disraeli, former Prime Minister of England. Yeah, so he's saying that we're not privy to what they know. That the world is governed by very different personages from what is imagined by those who are not behind the scenes. Us. We don't know because we don't go there. The drive of the Rockefellers and their allies is to create a one-world government combining super-capitalism and communism under the same tent, all under the control, under, under their control. Do I mean conspiracy? Yes, I do. I am convinced there is such a plot, international in scope, generations old in planning, incredibly evil intent. And that was Representative Larry P. McDonald, an insider, who was killed in Kore on Korean Airlines, 007, in 1983. 007. Hmm. And killed. Hmm. You know, uh, yeah. So he's saying, you know, and that's important here, because this is what's going on right now. Super capitalism, combining super capitalism and communism. So we're talking about, you know, a lot of people in... Um, today are really uh, against capitalism, especially on the, on the left side of things. And I do understand, but what we're seeing right now is not regular capitalism, which is a free market. And, you know, you can make it in this crazy world and have your idea work and all that. We're talking about mega corporations owning everything and you're just a number and you work for them. There's no way that... Uh, you know, you can get ahead because Wall Street killed Main Street and that kind of thing. And, you know, we're talking about uh, venture capitalism and things like that, which has destroyed the idea of capitalism. And, you know, I'm not into any system, so I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not defending capitalism. But what it was meant, intended to be and what it is now is not the same thing. And communism, look how much push there is for communism. Did we not learn from the examples of, of, of uh, Putin, or not Putin, but um, uh, Lenin and, and Mao Zedong and, and in socialism with Hitler? And I mean, I mean what, what did we not learn that that does not work? But this is being pushed through the institutions in universities. I see it all the time. People are pushing for this communism, as if, if communism would really work. Yes, it kind of sounds good on paper, you know, you read it, but it doesn't work. It's a total control, but that's what they want is total control. So yeah, this guy, Larry P. McDonald, was killed in, in, a, in a flight. Do you think on accident? Hmm. I don't know. Do I mean conspiracy? Yes, I do. He's, you know, boldly saying it, you know. Good for him, you know. Uh, but yeah, talking about a one-world government. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for our future generations a new world order. A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, rules all nations. All nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order. An order in which a credible, united nations can use its peacekeeping forces to fulfill the promise and vision of its founders. He's just boldly saying it. And think about how many people listened to that speech by George H.W. Bush in 1991. 
listen, think about how many people listen to that speech, and it just went right over their heads. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks. That's good. I, I, and then you got a round of applause. You know, he says, he says that, you know, and, and here again, he's talking about future generations. They don't care. He may not. He, he's dead, or supposedly, you know, and he's not going to see this come to fruition, but he helped do it. You know, he's talking about future generations and a world where the rule of law not the law of the jungle, so not what's natural, <laughs> and and that's ultimately ultimately what it is—a war against everything natural. This whole new world order, and when we are successful, and we will be so bold and cocky to come out and say that, an order in which is a credible United Nations, and again, and they're peacekeeping—they're all they're, you know—they're always hiding behind the guise of peace and and sustainable living and and you know helping out. Uh, planet Earth, because we're such bad humans. <laughs> Here's this one. We shall have world government whether or not we like it. The only question is whether world government will be achieved by consent or con conquest. Paul Warburg, uh, the author of the Federal Reserve Act, 1950. Son of James Paul Warburg, the Warburg family. I mentioned them earlier. So we shall have world government, but the question is, should it be achieved by consent or conquest? Well, a lot of people I see in today's society would are consenting to it because of, again, uh, the United Nations, you know, happy little language they have or, you know, just what's been peddled through the institutions of society, through their school system, you know. Uh, but again, yeah. Uh, or conquest. Well, why would it be conquest? Because there will be people fighting this. They don't want it. And you shouldn't want it either. Check this out. From the days of Spartacus Weishaupt, so Spartacus Weishaupt, Adam Weishaupt, to those of Karl Marx, to those of Trotsky, Bella Kuhn, Rosa Luxemburg, and Emma Goldman, this worldwide conspiracy for the overthrow of civilization and for the reconstitution of society on the basis of arrested development of envious malevolence and impossible equality has been steadily growing. It played a definitely recognizable role in the tragedy of the French Revolution. It has been the mainspring of every subversive movement during the 19th century and now at last this band of extraordinary personalities from the underworld of the great cities of Europe and America have gripped the Russian people by their hair of their heads and have become practically the undisputed masters of that enormous empire. So, you know, he's saying, yes, that they took over these, these personalities from the underworld hidden of the great cities of Europe and America have gripped the Russian empire by the hair. And he said this, this is Winston Churchill, 1922. I shouldn't have to tell you who Winston Churchill is. So he's talking about, you know, events in his time and before the French Revolution and Russia at the time, but he's talking also about this worldwide conspiracy and overthrow of civilization and for the reconstitution of society, taking over So here's Benjamin Disraeli again, uh, you know, former Prime Minister of England. The governments of the present day have to deal not merely with other governments, 
with emperors, kings, and ministers, but also the secret societies which have everywhere their unscrupulous agents and can at the last moment upset all the government's plans. So basically he's saying, you know, it's, it, it's a tough job because we, we have to deal, you know, basically he's saying a president is more like the manager, not the ruler, right, the, or the prime minister, and that emperors, kings, and ministers, yes, they, they can interfere with things, but also secret societies which have their unscrupulous agents everywhere, people that, you know, these secret societies, they infiltrate all kinds of things, that's their whole point, you know, and they can last upset, last moment upset all the government's plans. Absolutely. So that you know, you know, he's just saying it. He's saying it. But people don't pay attention to these. These are, these come from the horse's mouth. These aren't these aren't weird conspiracy people. These are people who are talking from the inside, and they're just telling you how it is. You know, if you care or not. All right, we're gonna go through just a few more, and then we'll talk about some other things here. But. There does exist and has existed for a generation an international Anglophile network which operates to some extent in the way the, the radical right believes the Communists act. In fact, this network, which we may identify as the roundtable groups, such as Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, etc., Club of Rome, has no aversion to cooperating with the Communists or any other groups, and frequently does so. I know of the op- I know of the operations of this network because I have studied it for 20 years and was permitted for two years in the early 1960s to examine its papers and secret records. Secret. I have no aversion to it or to most of its aims and have for much of my life been close to it and to many of its instruments. My chief differences of opinion is that it wishes to remain unknown and I believe its role in history is significant enough to be known because the American branch of this organization has played a very significant role in the history of the United States in the last generation. Dr. Carol Quigley, professor at the Foreign Service School of Georgetown University, um, Bill Clinton's mentor, and I've never met a guy named Carol, but okay. And so, anyway, yeah, he is saying that um, these roundtable groups, you know, they rule everything, and and that uh, he has no aversion to most of it. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I agree with it all, but he thinks it should not be secret as it is secret. So, you know, he's telling you these are secret societies, and they remain secret, but he thinks they should just be out in the open doing it. Well, the reason why they're not out in the open doing it is because they would be battled and people wouldn't want it so it's coming through secretly so again conspiracy secret you know it's people that are working in secret to push things toward this agenda Carol Quigley alright so this is someone from here there exists a shadowy government with its own air force its own navy its own fundraising mechanism and the ability to pursue its own ideas of national interest free from all the checks and balances and free from the law itself. Daniel Inoue, highest ranking Asian politician in U.S. history, 1963 to 2012. Daniel Inoue is, was, you know, um, senator for here 
And he, the, our airport is named after him, Daniel K. Inoue. Um, and so he is saying there exists a shadowy government, has its own air force, its own navy, and I, and I know that they have lots of secret programs, both air force and navy, its own fundraising mechanism, they create their own money, and the, the ability to pursue its own ideas of national interest, not yours, and free from all checks and balances, free from anybody's say or do, and free from the law itself. So this is, you know, a shadowy government. I mean, it's plain and simple. And this guy would have definitely dealt with some opposition being an Asian American in 1963 in a much more racist society than now. So he probably, you know, did rub shoulders with these people and he probably didn't like them. So he plainly said it. But yeah, our airport is named after him on this island. Let me issue and control the money of a country. I care not who writes the laws. Mayor Amschel Rothschild. Rothschilds is one of the most powerful families in this whole network. Yeah, let me control the money of a country. I care not who writes the laws. They don't care about that. They want the control of the money. And one more here. It is thus by discreet action, discreet, secretive, we can secure for ourselves that which has been so well planned and so successfully accomplished. Montague Norman, former governor of the Bank of England. Okay, I mean, these are people, you know, that are <laughs> are saying it how it is, if you wanted to catch it. These aren't the weird, kooky conspiracy people or keyboard commandos. These are real people. And you can kind of see, you can see how it's going, you know, you can see how it, how it works. You can plainly see that after corporate merger and corporate merger that fewer and fewer have individual financial power and freedoms. I mean, listen to this here. This is a, uh, this is a team of researchers from, from Switzerland that Karen Hudes, which I mentioned earlier, uh, is talking about here. So, it was conducted by a team of researchers at the Swiss Federal Institution Institute of Technology in Zurich, Switzerland. They studied the relationships between 37 million companies, it's a lot of companies, and investors worldwide. And what they discovered is that, that there is a super entity of just 147 very tight-knit mega corporations that controls 40% of the entire global economy. When the team further untangled the web of ownership, it found much of it tracked back to, this, to a super entity of 147 even more tightly knit companies. All of their ownership was held by other members of the super entity that controlled 40% 40, 40 of the total wealth in the network. In effect, less than 1% of the companies were able to control 40% of the entire network. Most were financial institutions. The top 20 included Barclays Bank, J.P. Morgan, Chase & Company, the Goldman, Goldman Sachs Group. But the global elite don't just control these mega corporations, according to Hudes. They also dominate the unelected, the unaccountable organizations that control the finances of, of virtually every nation on the planet. So what do you think globalism is? You just think it's a bunch of, uh, you know companies coming together and merging. It's a lot more than that. It's the 
it's the, all the nations coming together. That's what, it's the new world order. This is what globalism ultimately is. So when you see a lot of people fighting with signs that say, stop globalism, it's like, well, wait a minute now. Do you mean stop this worldwide network? And usually they don't know what they're talking about. Not that what all these, these companies coming together are not causing problems, sure, definitely. All right, so that's corporations. Well, how about presidents? You know, everybody's all caught up in presidential elections and that bullshit. Well, you think you're not controlled, that, that they're not wrapped up in all this, that they're not controlled by this? Of course they are. Here, since I entered politics, I have chiefly had men's views confided to me privately. Some of the biggest men in the United States in the field of commerce and manufacture are afraid of something. They know that there is a power. Somewhere so organized, so subtle, so watchful, so interlocked, so complete, so pervasive that they better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. Former President Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson signed the Federal Reserve in, the, in 1913 into, into um, the Federal Reserve Act. And when he did that, he knew that he, had, he regretted it. He made a mistake. This guy's saying... I mean, listen, so organized, so subtle behind the scenes, so watchful, watchful eyes everywhere, agents everywhere, so interlocked. You think you can trust anyone? No. So complete, so pervasive. You better not even speak about it. Yeah? So he's telling you that. He knows. And, and nowadays, way worse, way more sophisticated. Now they're playing the old game of divide and rule. And it's been bad. And it's just getting worse and worse. And if you're caught up in this, then if you're caught up in politics, if you're caught up in, you know, fighting this president or that president or that candidate, then you're playing right into their hands. Because you have been groomed to be on one side or the other through media, mind control, through a series of world events that have pushed you on one side or the other more. And, in order, and these things happen in order that has made you... Be, be, be part of a groomed perspective, you know, whether you're Democrat, Republican, or, you know, uh, or conservative or liberal, you know, and through generations of, of people under this media mind control, groomed to be, you've been groomed to be on, on different sides by parents, you know, or, you know, and, and, and even if both sides have valid truths, which they do, they have, you know, even if it's only 2% or something, but even if both Liberals and, and conservatives have both truths. If it's that, then mixed with the, with ninety five percent bullshit and and everything else. So this one really, I can never say enough about. Which I've done lots of shows on. But you know, this is what's going on right here. Listen to this. These truths are well known among our principal men who are now engaged in forming an imperialism to govern the world. By dividing the voter through the political party system, we can get them to expend their energies in fighting for questions of no importance. I mean, is that what we're, that's what we're dealing with right now? I mean, that, oh, that's sorry, that's Montagu Norman again, uh, former governor of the Bank of England. I mean, you know, and this was a while ago, but he's talking about you know this is what's happening. People are expending their energies for questions of no importance. Have you noticed that all these things that people are fighting and bickering about really are not coming to any head and there's never any 
real root problems being taken care of because these are people that are just you know copiers they're they're people that are they don't even know what they're fighting they don't even know what they're upset about they just you know we're groomed to be that way <clears throat> i mean when the trump presidency came in in 2016 it's made this divide so much stronger and people are just bickering about all these things that honestly really don't matter in the bigger scheme of things and they make it so we can't escape this divide too because what's happened is now it used to not happen it's in entertainment now it's in sports you can't escape it and it's definitely a huge part of media manipulation that's brought people's focus away from these root problems it really is and look politicians never go for root problems they never tackle our real issues anyway and that ain't ever going to change anything, and we need to stop believing in that. I mean, I, I can't say enough. I mean, and this is just beyond this little, this, you know, world government, whatever, but we live in a world, we don't live in a world that puts humanity first, and that's what it is. We live in a world that, 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 is, uh, that sweeps humanity under the rug. It's a, it's a cutthroat world. It's terrible. It's a dog-eat-dog, dog. and it's getting harder and harder to live in. And so, um, it, it's none of this is ever going to get to your root of your problems. Voting for anybody doesn't matter who it is. Get out of that. This is this is what they want you on one side or the other. They don't care what side you're on as long as you're all tangled up in this web. And it's important to know that this info, this 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 info I'm talking about right here, this conspiracy info, whatever you want, to, truth seeking info, I'd like to call it, uh, is not conservative or liberal. It breaks the whole box, and it should. And right now, right now is a real problem. Right now, it's being sidelined as conservative, but it's nothing of the sort. Right now, the liberal side is being used to put this, a lot of the agendas in, and so the conservative side is seeing that side of truth. But the conservative side did its own work back, you know, decades earlier when they, they invaded the Middle East right after 9-11, you know? It's all part of the same plan. I mean, you know, uh, the Bush side invaded Iraq twice, but after World War, I mean, after 9-11 uh, invaded Iraq, and then Afghanistan, and you know, and then during the uh, Obama years, it was the invasion of Libya and Syria, and, you know, it's like, this is the same plan. And so it's important to understand, it's really important to understand that this is nonpartisan, this is beyond, this is box-breaking information. It's Conspiracy research is not anti-Semitic, it's not racist, it's, it's, it's truth. And truth calls out people on every side, so if somebody's involved in something, then maybe it's wrong, yeah? But it doesn't mean everything, you can't throw everything out. And that's the thing. It's being this is being sidelined. This information is under heavy attack. But consider this. You know, if you continue denying conspiracies, consider the the project of the new American century. Ever read that? Why don't you read that? Read that entire document. I dare you to. The project of the new American century came out in the year two thousand, and it was uh, a, a a lot of the uh, uh, people that were attached to the Bush administration. Um, and they basically called for, in this document, this is, remember, this is 2000, they called for, they need a new global catastrophe, a new Pearl Harbor. What happens a year later? 
when after 9-11 happened, George W. Bush says, this is a new Pearl Harbor. He's reading straight from this book. And in this, in this document, the Project of the New American Century, and Century they talk about uh, regime change. Look, and if you look at all these countries that are, are scheduled for regime change, They've basically just been crossing each one off the list, one by one. You know, and talking about Iraq, uh, Syria, uh, uh, Afghanistan, and Libya, and North Korea and Iran. Well, so far, North Korea and Iran are still not crossed out yet, but we'll see, you know, what happens in the future here. And then, you know, I hate to see either, either thing come through war, but, we'll, you know... What it is, is they want a central bank in all these places. These are our enemies, quote-unquote enemies, because they are not part of the World Bank, IMF, and all that, the Federal Reserve, you know? So these are those guys trying to put it in. So think about it from that side. And, I mean, yeah, now with, with you know, in the past, you can, you can plainly see the presidents and how they've been used to put in this agenda. Now we have Trump, and now Trump, you know, like him, hate him, or uh, in my case, definitely not a fan, and I think he's a big fake, and I think everybody shouldn't be falling for any of this anymore, but, you know, he's been a little more difficult to figure out, because I'm not sure if he was exactly what the elite wanted, but he is one of them, and he's a billionaire, and you can't be a billionaire without rubbing shoulders with these people, so... Um, but at the same time, there's been, um, you know, what I call uh, a lot of the fake conspiracy movement, which I'll be getting into here. I mean, if voting for, for president, though, really meant things are going to be different and it's going to matter, if, if you really are caught on that, I mean, look, if it meant really getting away from this global tyranny, well, look at 2004's election. George W. Bush versus uh, John Kerry. All right, both happen to be Skull and Bones members. Skull and Bones members, all right? So these are, this is a club at Yale. You can only have 15 members a year. I think there's like 300 and some, maybe 350, 350 members alive, all right, that are part of this. And if anyone in the United States can become president, then how did just two from the same secret fraternity society happen to be the choices we get. You know, it's all set up. And so, I mean, we really have to take a look here and not get caught up in this whole dichotomy and really need to understand that who is behind this is pushing a really heavy agenda, and if you're caught up in the manipulation, then you're playing the role that they want you to play. So, and another thing that people don't put together often is that these groups, these these secret societies, infiltrate well-meaning movements such as environment, environmentalism or civil rights movement. I mean, look at the UN, U, the UN, they act like they're caring about the better of humanity and the planet. Read their Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. Again, check that out. It's it's like this great utopian vision. We're going to end hunger. We're going to end poverty. Sustainable development. And it's all what I call whole foods language. It, it all sounds all great and environmental. And yeah, you know, 
and it sounds clean, but this is a force who will mandate measures to get the entire globe on their page, whether you agree with the methods to get there or not. Notice how it's always our fault. Oh, we're polluting the earth. It's you stupid humans that are polluting the earth by driving your car and going to work. Well, what other choice do we have? These are the machines that you guys gave us. It's that, you know, it's like, what about all the manufacturing of these cars? What about all the nuclear missiles and, that have been launched and that have destroyed our atmosphere, not to mention geoengineering and other things? So, you know, we're not. And, and so, anyway, it's this, this Whole Foods language that I call it. It's like, it's like, you know, sustainable, green, and all behind. So it's all, they've infiltrated many things. And then, you know, if that doesn't do it for you, there's always corporate symbolism. The logos behind all these big corporations. I mean, why is there a star in the Macy's logo? You know, is it there just to look cool or the, Tex the Texaco logo? Let's just put a star. It's cool. I, I don't know. I just want to put a symbol there. It looks nice. Right? Or what's the Chevy and Chrysler symbols all about? You know what all this is? It's Freemasonic symbolism. This is, and I wouldn't go any further without mentioning... Freeman Fly. Freeman is 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 a awesome researcher that you should get into and really listen to his, watch his video on corporate logos. You know, all this has meaning in ancient magic, rituals. These are symbols used in rituals, ancient knowledge. You know, and it shows who really runs shit. It's their gang. It's basically their gang signs. Yeah, it looks simple, like the the rising sun on the shell logo or NBC's peacock logo, which is a rising sun. But the, it's simple, but it's all uh, traced back to ancient ritual. And <clears throat> this symbolism is all about it. So yeah, on the surface, surface, a lot of things sound ridiculous. And it looks ridiculous, but, but really, do a little reading, do a little digging, and realize where they are coming from, where these people are coming from. And yeah, so with conspiracy speculation, you know... So we have to speculate at some points. Yeah, it's educated guesses. It's things we don't exactly know 100%. And we do have to kind of, you know, connect dots that may or may not be connected and hope we'll go in the right direction because we're not privy to these secret societies. We don't get in these meetings and we don't understand what exactly everything they're doing, but... It starts to become pretty obvious when you really look at all this. It's, it's hidden in plain sight. Once you understand the structure of the world, then, and once you understand who really runs things, you can start to hang all these other conspiracies on it and see if they fit or not, you know? Look into the truths of 9-11. Really look at that, and really look at that and, and think about it from the perspective of this global elite. Or look into geoengineering, you know, which is the the um, real word for what chemtrails are, or solar radiation management. You know, look into the, these things. Don't just pass by it. Really take a deep look, and then tell me. I mean, that, you know, this is, this is why there's fluoride in your water. There's, they're, they're here to keep you docile. They're here to keep you from caring. That's why, that's what Hitler used on the Nazi prisoners. You know, it's all connected. And you can start to see how people get to the conclusions that sound at first ridiculous without investigation. You can see how people get to these, these conclusions because you can start to hang all these conspiracies on this, this compartmentalized pyramid of, of hierarchy.
And yeah, there is people that have ruined it for others. Try to focus on the message, though, not the messenger. And there are people that have been charlatans and fakers that I think are put in there to purposely take your your uh, uh, your your attention away from the real issues here. I mean, there's an FBI document that puts now conspiracy theorists as terrorists, and this is what spawned this whole talk, because I'm realizing that this information is being heavily attacked, and it's, it's putting conspiracy theorists, which is already a dirty word, you can easily just throw that into terrorists, and that's all people need to go, oh, God, yeah, I don't want to believe in that stuff. And you know you're in dark times when the truth is ridiculed and that it's, you know, swept away without people even looking at it. And we are. You know, when five people come to a presenta a uh, presentations about something that's vital information that is important to the entire world. I mean, if, if we are just a bunch of nutcases and kooks, then... Why is this information such a, such a threat? If we're if this is all just make believe, crazy stuff, why is such a why is this information such a threat? And that's because it's they're putting an, uh, a level of things on this which I call the fake conspiracy movement. And I don't want to get too much into this because uh, you can just plainly see it in your news, QAnon, um, and this whole this whole sort of Trump-initiated side of things that has truth behind it, but all of it is often, you know, this whole Pizzagate thing, it's distracting you from the real root things here, you know? So, so they're, they're basically saying that all this stuff has, you know, caused problems, and then, then conspiracy theorists are terrorists. Well, why don't, we, why don't you take a look at real events that real truth speakers are speaking at? I mean, go ahead and Google up. I, I dare you to Google up different events that are that these so-called conspiracy nuts go to. Watch the presentation. Here's a few to start off with. Check out the Free Your Mind conferences. Check out Anarchapoco. Or check out David Icke. David Icke spends hours unraveling this for people. Or uh, the AV conference in England. And... Watch these events. Check them out. You know, just just listen with with the open mind. What kind of people do you see there? All types of people. People with open minds. A lot of people are exploring consciousness. People who are fascinated to learn because this information is fascinating. Once you really start going down it, and not to say that there aren't a few nuts that attend these things. Yeah, there's a few ultra paranoid people who may be imbalanced in one hemisphere of the brain or another, and. Uh, a lot of times, incomplete perspectives that need better breakdowns of the larger scope of the world, such as this this sort of fake conspiracy movement out there. And yes, there are a lot of kooks that follow this information too, and it's easy to get a little bit off track. But one thing you don't see is people trying to be some sort of terrorist. You're not going to see any violence coming from these places. Come on. I mean, and and really. This information does connect to other things too. I mean, and this, you know, once you understand that things have been kept under wraps and we've been kept from a lot of information, I mean, a lot of people in in this this perspective of global conspiracy 
put a dividing wall between the global conspiracy and UFO people, but it's all connected. I mean, take a look at those events, too. Do you see radical violence coming out of there? I mean, most most of these people are, a lot of them are well-read, and there's, there's a few gullible people, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, when you get into that, I mean, it's, there's a lot more skepticism I have there, but still, it's like, it's all connected. So, yeah, knowing all this is good, and what this perspective has done for me is it's helped me to be able to define what's going on around the world better. It can show me that many people's assumptions about the world based on the mainstream view from mainstream sources, sources such as academia, are, are coming up short of the big picture. And a lot of well-meaning activists for, for human rights, indigenous rights, the environment, and some even some resistance people have not embraced this important view, and it sometimes comes up short. And I'm able to see the world because of, of looking through at this and seeing how knowing how it's structured, I'm able to see the world in a way that actually makes sense. And you really can't deny this information once you've accepted that it's actually happening and you and you've really allowed it uh, to happen rather and because you were part of it. But you just gotta not scoff at it, but really take a look. I mean, it only complements anyone who's already not liking the direction of the world. If you're already not liking where things are going, then it already just puts it all into place. It gives you an edge. And yeah, if this information seems dark and scary, well, it is. It is dark and scary. doesn't mean you shouldn't look at it, because it empowers you. So what I was saying earlier is you gotta, you will come out the other side a better refined human. You will be excited to, to actually um, see the world under this new light. It's, it's fascinating. It, it, it's interesting, you know? I mean, it's, it, it hurts. It's scary. But, you know, what else is hard? Having children is not easy. But the benefits outweigh the hard parts, you know? And it also allows you to see everything with connectivity once you learn all this. It, it allows everything to be connected instead of in isolation. And yeah, not everything is wrapped up in an easy-to-understand package, but a lot of it really is, and it, it really does make sense. The world makes so much sense once you do this. It allows you to see the agenda unfolding. You can see and understand better the direction the world is heading because you understand what these people want, total domination of earth and you and everything and you can understand that we're not going somewhere good look I can't imagine who I'd be and what I'd be about if I didn't know all of this I'd probably be caught up in politics or something too you know I mean who knows who would I be but just remember too all the presidents you can trace all of them except for one I think and it's number it's uh can't think of his name the guy after Lincoln uh all are related to Charlemagne. I mean, you can trace all their, their lineages back to Charlemagne. Can you do that? I can't. So, you know, they're all part of the same club. You know, we need to really get out of politics. So, what this, knowing this, is this the, is this your gateway to being completely free? No. Understanding this is part of a bigger perspective. And what I recommend is you go down my series of shows called The System Tentacles. Go to the series of shows page and just start listening in order. And one by one, 
these are the system's ways of keeping you from you. These, this is your, the system's influence on you that isn't you. It's something that has been, inf you've been infiltrated. And so this, the system tentacles removes them one by one, and you realize who you are without the system and what the system really is. Or just read the blog on, on ChannonDownRadio.com. Um, you know, yeah, uh, check out my show. My show is just very simple. No, I'm, I'm not, I don't get into the deepest research because, and the deepest uh, uh, things about this show because, um, I mean, about this uh, whole perspective because I, I cover a lot of things and I like to keep it simple. But read books written by these actual psychopathic elite. You know, hear it from the horse's mouth more. Read books. Read books that that these people have put out, like The Grand Chessboard by Zbigniew Brzezinski. Why don't you read that? The Grand Chessboard. I mean, think about that. You know? Read these people's writings. And also read first-hand accounts rather than just random conspiracy researchers. If, if you want to hear it from people like Dr. John Coleman, The Committee of 300. That started me out. Um, or some dare call it some dare call it conspiracy by Senator Gary Allen. Check out the guests that I've had on the show. Go to their website. Do some of their research. You know, uh, check out the works of Jordan Maxwell. He spent like fifty some years or more researching. Sixty years or even more than that researching all this. Check out David Ike. You know, go to one of his shows or get one of his DVDs and sit and take it in. Uh, some smaller researchers you might have never heard of that, that I even had on the show. I mentioned Freeman. Freeman has uh, a great uh, research. And uh, Mark Passio, Michael Tessarian. And there's a lot of people you can check out. And I'm probably not mentioning a lot of people just because not, it's not coming to my head right now. But, you know, these, this, this is how you can get on this journey. So, you know, there is a global agenda. And if this talk hasn't helped you understand this global agenda and further your explanation of what life's about, then, well, best of luck to you. But I hope this has put it into simple terms and helped you to realize that if you have never uh, looked into it, that there is a lot to look into. And it's not just some hokey people. I'm a normal person. I consider myself a pretty normal person. Like, if you meet me in public, I'm just, you know, I'm just a guy. And a lot of people that look at this information really are a lot more normal, but they realize that normal life is not really normal. And who lives a normal life? Everybody that's putting together this, this, this pyramid of hierarchy that's holding it up. Not them. They're not. They're not a normal life. And nature is also not a normal life. So remember, we came from nature, and it's good to get back into nature because where we're heading now with this AI, this 5G, all this coming your way. That's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down to, but that's where we're heading. We're heading toward, you know, the uh, capstone of this entire uh, agenda is coming our way, hurtling fast, and this information is being battled all the time. But it's coming, this is nonpartisan, this is, this is information that should have made it to you, but it didn't because of being covered up, mainstream media, all of that. So take time out. Take time out to really check out this information. You don't have to like me. I'm just a messenger. But I chant it down. I chant down the system. 
because I know that that's the right thing to do in this time. It is the right thing because the system is not you. You are a human being with a heart and a soul, and you have so much more to give on this planet. Chant it down. Be a warrior, not a worrier. Well, that's it. That is a wrap for this show today. I hope you enjoyed it because I hope it gave you some insight to follow. And again, it's for those of you, those people that are in your life that do not have a grasp on this information, and it can really help bring some clarity to muddy waters, especially in the time that we're in. In the time that we're in right now, Channel Down Radio is being battled pretty hard. Um, not to say that I'm making big ripples out there in the world of of the truth, but right now I'm feeling that they're really cutting down with algorithms of the show, like I said before, on this show. So I'm not seeing a lot of listens, and well, I haven't done a show in a while, but also my website has had very few visits, which makes me think, I know all of you are out there, but it makes me think that this information is being curbed to where people are not coming to it and finding it. So I can only hope that the rest of you out there can help spread the word. And if you can, please support the show. It's a tiny show. This is my own time. It's not professional. It's just me trying to do my best in little increments that I have the time. Thank you for those of you who listen. And if you like the way the show goes, let me know. Let me know what kind of shows you want to listen to. I do a variety, and I think variety is always the spice of life. So um, a lot of people enjoy that I have a guest, do a little structured show, do something kind of different like that, or something less structured and a variety of subject matter being thrown at you. People enjoy that, I think. Anyway, so let me know at peoplebeyondthis at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, uh, you can be a Patreon member or just uh, go to channeldownradio.com and there's a support page. Really what it's all about is spreading the word. This information needs to be known and more people need to understand the truth on planet Earth so we can get somewhere. Alright, thank you for listening. Be a warrior, not a warrior. Enjoy a freestyle as always. Where is it? Where is everyone? Everybody's not home. And I don't understand when they're wrong. I don't understand why people can't get out of the matrix. They don't understand this blanket of trouble that's got them doubly bubbled in their little bubbles. And they need it pop because everybody needs to stop and do what they're doing in their tracks. But people don't act like they actually know what's going on because they don't want to know what's going on. It's a phenomenon. They're lost in the fog and they're lost in the place where they cannot even get out of their place and see a trace. Well, I'm ready to give you something to different taste. I'll give it a different flavor. I'm imagining this is upcoming. Not I am a craver of a place where we're not slavers or to be in an enslaved because I get out of the cave and I be brave and not tell you whatever I think because I want to speak I got no filter I'm just coming and my builder I'ma make this I'ma break this out of the matrix so we can take this to the next level just tip it over the old edge though where's it the devil be like a pebble the pebble that hits the rock that hits the rock that hits the rock and I'm ready to rock I'm never gonna stop because I'm gonna put this together in a pop amazement people get out of the basement people need to take the trace of this I'm taking this to the whole name level because people need to understand people don't need to be tightened like rubber bands I'm just a man on the land and I just kind of cram my words together and I'm just lighter like a feather but heavy like a ton of bricks because I'm really to kick the shit out of the people that are stuck in the matrix and they're way tricked and way tipped over tipped over rip over I flip over like a banana peel I'm-